Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. It's 1.35 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Guests on the show receive gift certificates to Japanese Village. Thrilled to serve you again for dine-in and takeout options. Full details at jvedmonton.ca. All right, as promised, we just had uh, Ken Holland to open the show. Uh, you heard of money in, money out. Uh, don't get the sense the orders want to move up a lot of assets. Don't know how busy Edmonton's going to be at the trade deadline. To talk about, uh, We had Mark Spector on the show for the last hour, and to talk about uh, the trade deadline, a guy that's uh, got numerous sources throughout the league for uh, multiple decades now. We welcome back to the show out of Ottawa, Bruce Garriock from Post Media. Hi, Bruce. How are you? I'm good, Bob. How are you doing? Good, man. I I, I miss not seeing you on the trails. Uh, you're you're one of you know we've had a few we've had a few laughs over the years, uh, but uh, we are living in very different times, aren't we? Well, maybe someday again, right? So we'll oh. see how this yeah we gotta get people <laughs> goes, and hopefully we can get it back on the road soon. Now, just for our listeners' uh, sake, uh, you are one of the media guys that had a really good relationship with Peter Shirelli. You wrote a piece about a year ago. Peter had not spoken much since being let go by Edmonton. Uh, what's he? Is he still with St. Louis? What's he doing these days? Yeah, he's still. Uh, he he's interviewed for a couple of GM jobs uh, since he was uh, let go by Edmonton. I think he may have. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he was part of the New Jersey mix, and he may have interviewed in Florida. I'm not sure if he ever did an interview in Arizona, uh, but his name was certainly on the list there. Um, you know, uh, he, he's living in the Boston area. He's scouting out of Boston. He's still um, back in Ottawa a bit because his parents and his uh, in-laws are still here, obviously, with the... Uh, but the travel restrictions, scouting has been a little bit difficult this year. And the last time I spoke to him, he was just uh, last month, uh, earlier this month, actually, or last month, I guess it was March. Um, he was working out of the Boston area. I, you know, just before 
the province went into lockdown, he was here because his father-in-law was quite ill, and uh, I had breakfast with him at that, that time, and that's when we did that interview. So, um, yeah, no, we stay in touch, and, and he is still scouting for St. Louis. Now, uh, we should educate the listeners here. His father-in-law, George Brink, uh, former Ottawa uh, Rough Riders coach, uh, Eskimo fans would remember back in the mid-1970s, George Brink. Absolutely. And he, yeah, and the, it, yeah, yeah, and he did. did yeah, he, end up, he, he passed away. Yeah, he passed away late last uh, late last year, I believe it was. Yeah, yeah. All righty. Well, uh, the Senators are. I mean, it's funny. Uh, Ottawa has played some teams real hard, like Montreal and Toronto, but the Oilers. Uh, <laughs> they have not been a good matchup. <laughs> Why do you think that's the case? I think it's just, you know what, you know, Ottawa's got a young center in Josh Norris. I think that uh, when when Colin White has played, he's still in many ways as a young guy. Uh, You've got young wingers and Stutzl and Kachuk, and it just, uh, that defense to me, they just haven't been able to handle them. I was actually, I was on the uh, set last night, and we were... uh, we're talking about, um, you know, Edmonton, because all of a sudden they've got back-to-back games against Edmonton. I said, what, what have they been outscored by Edmonton? I knew they were 0-7. And one of the guys said, well, they're, they've been out, outscored 34-15. to It's just not a matchup for them. It just it, it, it just has not gone well. They, at, at the start of the year when they faced them, they were having all kinds of goaltending issues. And... Um, they they just cannot stop McDavid and Drysaddle. It's just it's, it, think about think about those teams battling for a playoff spot, looking at at Edmonton just piling up the points against the Senators. And well, I look, mean in the standings, not so much scoring goals. Calgary Flames. I mean, Calgary's yeah. they're down about like uh, I think Sports Club stats as a below a percentage point now to make the playoffs. Isn't Ottawa four two and one against Calgary in seven games this year? Yeah, and I mean they just they just moved to four and three against Montreal. The, I, I think their their record against Toronto. I'm going to be wrong. I think it's now four three and one or three three and one something yeah. like that. Um, like they the the only team. I don't think they've played Winnipeg or great either. Um, I mean I know they lost four three last night. And they do have a win against them this year, but the only team they have absolutely struggled with and found no answer to is the Edmonton Oilers. Well, maybe D.J. Smith, as head coach of Oshawa, shouldn't have entered uh, entered, uh, Connor McDavid's junior career in the OHL Championship Series or ended Leon Dreisaitl's junior career in the the Memorial Cup. Because Leon's got here. Here's the the good news for Oilers fans and the bad news for Ottawa's fans. Connor has 16 points in seven games against Ottawa. And the good news for Oilers fans and the bad news for Ottawa fans, he's not the most productive player against the Senators this year because Dreisaitl's got seven goals and 17 points against them. So they're just. Well, and I I was thinking of Tim Stutzla. When you know after that first game, because he was talking about how excited he was to play against Leon Drysital, and then the Drysital, I think in that first game, just tore them apart. Six assists. You know? Yeah, just, it was. Anyway, they, uh, Ottawa's playing a little different, certainly since since the last time they played the Oilers. I think they're yep. they're playing a little better. 
but uh, obviously it's going to be a very difficult challenge for them. Uh, we're okay. Well, like we like. I mean, obviously Ottawa's got some. They got a lot of good young prospects. They've signed a couple more. You mentioned Kachuk and Stussel. They got. Are they going to go the long term deal with Kachuk here and try to get him done? You know, eight million times eight years in that range. What do you think? Well, I talked about this last night. And I, I think absolutely. Uh, I think they're going to try to go long term with him. Uh, I think that he, he and the Senators both agreed that this was something that they would explore either uh, late in the year or in the off-season. Um, and I think that Kachuk in some ways wanted to gamble on himself. Um, my guess now is, um, you know, when they sit down in discussions, is, is Kachuk just going to want to bridge like his brother did to see where this organization goes? Or is he of the mindset that, you know what, in today's climate, with the cap, seemingly flat for a while and and i don't know about you but i don't see full arenas uh for for the early part of next season for sure then does he decide that maybe you know what i've got the ability to take some security here and i'll take that so um i know they'd love to get him signed the long-term deal whether that's going to happen or is reality or not that remains to be seen so they got. A, I mean, they're really good on the left side. They got Kachuk. They got Stutzla. I like Formanton. Can... I think. I, I think the one thing I could see Formanton at some point, Bob moving up, yep. and them sliding Stutzla to center at some point. Yeah. And then I, I think they could be pretty good in the middle if you can get Stutzla to be their number one center um, with Formanton on that left side, and they are strong on the left side. And and then you you add that uh, Shane Pinto into the mix. Josh Norris to me has been the nicest surprise of the group because um, he's had a real nice rookie season. Um, you know, unfortunately, he has had those games where he's had to go head to head with McDavid, but he I think he's totally established himself as a second line center in this league. And and if Pinto can then they're going to have some options with with Colin White. Maybe they can maybe they can move him and get another piece or or you know, he's also if he doesn't get hurt, he's probably gonna have a twenty goal season as well. So they they've got some good options there. Colin White has also played wing as well. Okay, so they've they've got some good young forwards. Uh, Shabbat's obviously their stud on defense. They signed Bernard Docker right around the time they got Pinto done. Are either of those guys available for the games uh, Wednesday and Thursday, by the way, against Edmonton, Bruce? No, uh, they're both in uh, quarantine at the uh, Burke Street Hotel in Canada right now till Saturday. And that um, is that is quarantine, by the way, at that hotel. Yeah, You can't get much, a much better place to quarantine if you. Um, no, so they're they're stuck in their rooms for seven days. Um, from there, I believe they can they skate Saturday, go through yeah. medical testing. Uh, they'll join the team. They won't join the team till Monday, but you know it's interesting here, Bob, because I know that. Uh, Jacob Bernard Docker is from Alberta, and um, I see him having the possibility of of being Thomas Shabbat's long-term defensive partner. And, um, you know, uh, I think he's going to get a taste of it this year and then get a real chance to to, uh, battle for a, a spot coming into camp next year. Well, they're going to have Shabbat, Brandstrom, and then they'll sign Sanderson at the end of next season. They got a lot of left oh, shot, yeah. right? They're they're in good shape. Goaltending. What are we? Do you know what we're looking at tomorrow uh, in between the pipes? 
Well, um, they did activate Marcus Hogberg or Hogberg. I don't know how to say it now um, because I heard both. Um, I, I believe it's Hogberg. They they did activate Marcus Hogberg for tomorrow's game, and uh, I'm just going to assume he's played two games in Belleville. Uh, they do have, obviously, back-to-back games. I do think the Oilers will see both goalies, if, if I had to guess, uh, uh, given the fact that uh, Anton Forsberg faced a lot of action Monday night and then flew back, that they'd start uh, they'd start to force, um, pardon me, Hogberg tomorrow and then Forsberg on Thursday. But, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to watch here because if they change their goalie coach today and the new goalie coach, Jack Burke, starts tomorrow. So or be, so that's going to be an interesting scenario as well. Matt Murray signed four-year deal, $25 million bucks, uh, sitting with an 880 save percentage. He was 899 last year. George LaRocque was on us all uh, offseason. George, you know, George is a great storyteller. I don't know how much of a scout he is, but he's like, Bob, the Oilers cannot sign Matt Murray. And I was thinking he'd be ripe for a bounce back. Uh, you're around the, this Ottawa organization. You know it better than anybody. I mean, he's... They've got him signed for three more years here. Yeah. What what exactly is going on with him right now? What's the plan? Well, I think that the plan right now is for uh, he's close to healthy, um, but I think the plan now is we're not going to see him this week because I think the new goalie coach is going to come in. I think he's going to kind of take him aside, work with him for four or five days, get to know him. Um, to me, uh, Bob, he just seems to me like he—he's—he's he, always—he's uh, never in position, and—and and I don't know if I'm putting that the right way. And the one thing that concerns me about him the most—and and look, I'm not a goalie expert by any stretch of the imagination—but to me, he's always too deep in the net. And if goalies are too deep in their net, to me, they—they they, and they aren't out challenging the shooter, then they lack confidence. And I think that—that's the biggest challenge facing uh facing uh matt murray right now and the challenge for zach Baer to 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 get him back on track that way where he's back to having some confidence all right uh we've, we're talking to bruce garriock who uh for years uh used to put out a weekly sort of rumors and trade discussion uh piece uh ryan zingle ufa at the end of the season about a 3.3 million dollar cap hit and maybe it's a bit higher than that and eric branson on defense do you see those guys potentially being in play by monday here for the senators well, I think absolutely they'd listen on either of them. Um, I think on 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 Zing, to Zingle, they haven't had a lot of calls. I believe they have had calls on Good Branson, Colburn, and Mike Riley. I'm not sure how um, how do I put this. I'm not sure how eager they are to trade Mike Riley because they just have to replace him next year. Um, but I, I think that, you know, I think they feel like they can move Coburn to someone who's just looking for a seventh for the playoffs. And, and uh, I think that with Good Branson, uh, I think it'd have to be a pretty good offer because his wife is due any day. And I don't think, um, that I know given what they did with Mark Borbietsky last year, they'd probably leave it up to Good Branson if they did move him as to whether he wants to move or not. Unless, Let's let's say they got offered a second for him or something like that. Well, then they'd probably just have to do it. But um, uh, you know, I think I think all they can offer teams is depth, and I just not sure how much 
you you said it when I came on when Ken Holland said dollar in dollar out, and I'm just not sure how many teams want to take on even a dollar right now. Uh, so you think we're going to have a pretty quiet Monday? I was told. Uh, I spoke to a, an AGM with a, a team yesterday, and he suggested to me that uh, he thinks there'll be ten to twelve trades, and so don't forget, Bob, that who knows what's going to happen with the HL playoffs. So we used to at least see some some minor league deals on deadline day where teams were you know, kind of bulking up their minor league team. We're not going to have those this year because it's just the, the, the standings in the AHL are pretty much meaningless this year. Yeah, they're going to maybe play a divisional play. You know, the Oilers got their farm team in Bakersfield. They might have a California thing going on. Yeah, yeah, I don't even you know. know. Like, right. So. And I don't even think they know. No, as of right now. We had Scott on last week, so I'll, I'll do some digging for you on that front. Bruce, much appreciated. Look forward to touching base down the road. Thank you for your time. Yeah, it's good to talk to you, Bob. Take care. You bet. That is Bruce Garriock from Post Media out of Ottawa. Uh, we are going to tell you at this time that there's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less than what's asked when outstanding customer service is a key to business as well. Brent Ridge Ford is a 10-time President's Award winner for customer satisfaction. Why do they win it? Uh, because they treat you fairly when you buy a vehicle and offer fair prices on warranties, including... Not just fair prices on warranties, but insurance coverage, financing fees. They've got an excellent service department. If there's a little bit of a tweak with your vehicle that needs to be done, so let Johnny, Uncle Milt, Rich, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford lend a hand. You can reach them at one eight seven seven four seven seven thirty six seventy three, or visit BrentRidge.com. We are going to head into this day in Oilers history, and it is brought to you daily by Dennis and Jason Laliberti and the team at New West Travel and back at the 630 Chad Studios. Big part of the show, Brendan Escott. In 1986, Wayne Gretzky assists on Marty McSorley's 11th of the season to win his sixth consecutive Art Ross trophy as the Oilers beat the Canucks 3-2 at Pacific Coliseum. Gretzky's 215 points are the single-season points record, as are his 163 assists from the same year. I was also on the state uh, back in 1989. Chris Contos got a hat-trick for the LA Kings. Uh, that would have been early in the series with Edmonton and Los Angeles. The Oilers got up 3-1 in that series, ended up losing in seven. And that sparked quite a rivalry between the Oilers and the Kings. The Oilers uh, knocked LA out in 1990, 1991, and 1992, beating Wayne Gretzky in all three years. Uh, 92, they didn't even have Mark Messier left anymore. Uh, but uh, Contos had an unbelievable play. That, that was the year that Chris Contos and Jim Weimer looked like big-time players against the Oilers. Uh, if you're a, a bigger defenseman, you never want to be compared to having the foot speed of Jim Weimer. That I could tell you uh, right now. Uh, coming up today on 6.30 Chet Afternoons, uh, Jalen Nye is back at it after getting a little bit of a break for Easter. The COVID variants originally identified in the UK and Brazil are taking hold. They're spreading rapidly in Alberta. What do we know about their composition, and could they be resistance against some vaccines approved for use in Canada? University of Calgary's Dr. Craig Jenny joins Jalen to break it down after the 2 o'clock news. We will tell you that Alberta Premier uh, Jason Kenney, who, uh, based on the text line, some of you are not fans of, just like conversely, maybe some different type of people aren't necessarily fans of uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, Jason Kenney and Dr. Hina, uh, Dr. Dina Hinshaw, who most of you are fans of, uh, coming up at 3.30 as well on Jalen's show. Tonight, Reed Wilkins has inside sports, and his guests will include... 
Where did we go? The following. Doug McLean, former uh, general manager of the Columbus Blue Jackets, Gordon Wilson, great guy out of Ottawa, does the Senators uh, broadcast. Adam Scorgi has a brand new documentary. We'll be hooking up with Shane Fennessy next week on that as well about the World uh, Juniors. Uh, tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow we got a game, and we got an early game, and we got a short show. Uh, we will play, uh, replay some of the clips and comments from Edmonton Oilers general manager Ken Holland early in the uh, first half hour of the show with some more comments and some of that stuff. Brian Lawton from the NHL Network for Mattress Superstore. David Staples from the Cult of Hockey. Then right into our Sydney Ford face-off show. The first of back-to-backs, the Oilers and the Senators. Have a terrific Tuesday, everybody. Again, up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 630 Chat Afternoons with Jaylen Nye. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.